Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Tuesday afternoon. This is Justin Dion here with your weekly episode of Know the Scene, your weekly radio show here that catches you up on everything that's going on around Lake Norman and the, and the towns surrounding here. What's going on in the in the scene? What 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 do you need to to listen to? What shows should you check out? Uh, what's happening? What restaurants are hot right now? What what are people doing around the scene here in Lake Norman? So thank you for listening uh, here on WSIC. By the way, make sure that if you are not in your car, you go on to Facebook uh, and stream this live or YouTube and stream this live. You can see video uh, of the uh, of the broadcast. Uh, and then also, if you have not yet done it, go to whatever it is you listen to podcasts on. And please make sure to smash that subscribe button on the podcast because you can listen to episodes of Know the Scene on any of your podcast uh, uh, networks and and episodes. So you can listen to past episodes, and you'll if you subscribe, you'll get an update every week when the new one comes. And we've already had some wonderful guests so far. Continuing that today, uh, we're going to be joined by here shortly by Mitch Rosell, a really big uh, country music uh, star. Coming up, the, coming up the ranks, excited to talk to him and, and going to talk about his show that's happening this weekend at Kane Center for the Arts. Uh, speaking of, we did just have a great weekend last weekend. Chatham County Line played on Friday, had a wonderful show. Then had Trey McLaughlin and the Sounds of Zamar, a gospel group. Like we said, Mitch Rosell is going to be joining us here this weekend, Veterans Day weekend here uh, at Kane Center. And then we're going to move into Mike Ferris and the Fortunate Few and, uh, and continuing along with some wonderful shows throughout December. Uh, also, Kane Center for the Arts did announce our spring season, uh, which will start in January, including some wonderful performances by folks like, uh, like uh, John Oates. By the way, if you're a, if you're a Holland Oates fan, uh, John Oates is going to be performing a wonderful song, uh, kind of kind of a songs and stories with John Oates. We've got the Drifters coming. Uh, we've got some wonderful family-friendly programs coming as well. So make sure you check out canearts.org where you can find out all of the shows. You can purchase tickets. Uh, also purchase tickets to art classes for you or your kids if you're interested in, in trying out art like ceramics or painting. It's a great uh, thing for you to get your yourself into for you know just stress relief or meeting other people, but also great for your kids, man. Great for your kids to get involved in things like that, You know, just to learn some new skills and, and, and try some new things. So, so we hope you'll join us at Kane Center for the Arts. Uh, well, all right, we're going to get right into it today. Uh, with Mitch Rosell. Mitch, welcome to the show. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me, man. How are you uh, this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A little tired, but doing good. Yeah, sorry. Full disclosure, everybody. We are pre-recording this show, so I said good afternoon to be uh, to be right, but I'm going to confuse you now since I told Mitch good morning. It is because <laughs> it is 9 a.m. our time, but Mitch is in Nashville, right? That's right. Yeah, it's 8 a.m. So you're 8 a.m., man, but your agent told me that this would be okay because he said you're a pretty early riser. Yeah, I am. It's just uh, my son, my oldest son, was real sick last night, so we were. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he, he's feeling better this morning, but you know how that goes. So. Yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a little bug the other day, and then I think I think I gave it to him. So oh, that happens. Rough man. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. How many How many kids do you have? I have three boys. Three. Goodness, man. That you must be a pretty busy dude. 
My wife's a saint. That's right. I was like, and bless your wife. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, so, Amen. so you guys live in Nashville there, and I see um, if anyone goes on and watches on YouTube or anything, I see that uh, University of Tennessee helmet there in the background. So, uh, That's right, man. You're a UT guy? Oh, gosh. I can't. I can't help it, man. I've, I've tried some years, especially we've had some rough years, but... I try to just be like, I ain't, I ain't fooling with it. I ain't watching it. I can't. I just, just sit in my blood. Ah, I like it. Did you uh, Did you go to school there? I went to UTC, so it was cool. a sister school. I yeah. wish looking back, I wish I'd gone to UTK looking back. But. Hey, man, wherever wherever you went, you know. But that's but you're from Eastern Tennessee, right? I am, yeah. yeah. I was born and raised out there. Spent a couple years in North Georgia right there over the Tennessee line. But, yeah, pretty much all the rest of us was, was East Tennessee. That's awesome. So tell us, um, so so I'd love to give everyone that's listening just a chance to, to get some quick background on you, because I know, I mean, I want to, we're going to talk about all the, all the big stuff, man. I definitely want to talk about the big stuff, but I always love giving people, getting into the weeds of like the, that, that little stuff, you know, that helped really build the base for the big stuff um, to happen. So, so what, what's the town in, in Tennessee that you're from? Uh, I kind of, I say East Tennessee because I, I really grew up um, in the Chattanooga area, mainly with my mom's family. Uh, when, when my dad was alive, though, he was in Teleco Plains, Tennessee, which is a tiny little town, kind of middle of the state. Um, and then his mom was in Bristol. So okay. as a kid, I, I went up and down the side of the state a lot. And um, I feel like it, it's not really fair to say one town because they all, they all helped raise me, you know? Yeah. Now, now, if you were so, – so with you mentioning Bristol, did you, did you, were you like a racing guy too, like a racing fan? You know, I, I never I never really got into it. My grandfather was for sure. Yeah. He was he was big into it. So I watched a little bit of uh, NASCAR. And, uh, now I've, I've become buddies with a guy named Joey Logano, yeah. and so I've, yeah. I've gotten a little more into it to to watch Joey and support him and and all that. But yeah, I was never uh, never never a big fan as a kid. Joey's around these parts, man. He is um, yeah. right around these parts in uh, Lake Norman yeah. area around here. So yeah, we right down the road. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so what so so as you were growing up there uh you know did you grow up with the with the being around music or being around you know did you did you do like music in church or something how did you get introduced introduced to kind of what it is you do now actually no um so my dad was really the only influence in terms of like actually playing music and i don't think i think maybe i might have seen him play one time he played a little bit of guitar by ear but we we didn't have really much money and when i say much money i mean any money uh, so he couldn't really afford to keep a guitar around um so I, I maybe saw him play one time and then he had me sing in church maybe two or three times as a kid um but that was really about it man i, I didn't have any sort of influence outside of that it was just uh he always wanted me to play he bought me a little guitar when i was a kid and i just wouldn't i wouldn't learn and so uh, when he passed, I, I just kind of vowed that I would learn one day for him. I didn't know when, I didn't know where, I didn't know any of that. I just knew one day I needed, I needed to pick up a guitar and, and and learn how to play. So I uh, graduated high school, was working my tail off that summer. I was working like two or three jobs and just, you know, saving money. And uh, I ended up uh, getting my, putting my two weeks in on all those jobs about, I don't know, a few weeks before I left for college because I was leaving to go to Virginia. And... Um, and so I was like, man, I've got this all this spare time. And I, I woke up one morning and I thought, you know what? Today's the day. I'm going to go buy a guitar. So that was it. Wow. That's awesome. So what now, what was your first, what, what kind of guitar did you buy for your first one? 
Uh, it was a Washburn, actually. Yeah, mine's a Washburn too, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have I didn't have a whole lot to spend, but I think I spent like two fifty on it. Wow. Like so yeah, it, was a, it was a decent little guitar. Um and a good starting guitar and, yeah. and served the purpose for sure. So how long so so I know your dad, um I mean, because I know too, I mean I've I've you know, listened to your music and everything too, you know, um, you know, reading about your dad, you know, tragically passed. Um and that was when you were in was that high school? I was uh, I was ten at the time. Ten, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, so you were really young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what an impact, man. Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty pretty rough for sure. But um, well, good on yeah, you for yeah, for like yeah. using finding that motivation, you know, like I mean, especially yeah. at that age and 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 using that as a way as a you know as a probably coping and and working through things and everything that way. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna head off. We're gonna put a pin in this and head to break. And then we're going to come right back with more from Mitch Rossell. Know the scene. Don't go anywhere, guys. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Know the Scene this week. Continuing our conversation with country music star Mitch Rossell coming to us today from his home in Nashville. Appreciate that setup there, Mitch. It's always nice when when we when we're talk interviewing someone virtually and they have a nice like a nice setup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, we appreciate that. Uh, so awesome, man. Well when we when we left off, we were just going a little bit into into kind of your early history, you know, um, lost your father at a young age, but but continued on and then and vowed you're gonna you were gonna play learn how to play guitar. Promise your dad you'd learn how to play guitar, and you did. You got your first Washburn there. You said right out of right out of high school, basically, right? Like you had been working a bunch of jobs, and right before you went to college. So, so I guess tell me a little bit how you, you know, how what what was your approach when you first started learning how to play, right? Because I like that. Like so, for some kid, for some folks, like. Uh, like for instance, like I learned how to play guitar, you know, I was like 13, right. And like one, you know, part of me, of course, was like wanting to get girls. So like want to learn how to play guitar sure. and like, you know, Dave Matthews and learn, you know, would pull the guitar tabs off of the internet and, you know, right. teach myself like that. Did you do that kind of thing too? You know, I did a little bit. Um, I took maybe two or three lessons before I left for school. And, um, and then, yeah, you know, I'd look up tabs here and there, but I, but I ended up finding out kind of just. You know, and I didn't even realize that I was doing it, but that I was just kind of playing by ear because um, yeah. I would I would hear these I would do these tabs and go, well, that's not right. And then I'd figure out what, what it actually was. And so I eventually just quit looking at the tabs and just started figuring it out myself. And, you know, once you start learning the chords, you know, for me, you know, I could hear a song and go, oh, OK, well, that's a that's a one. And, or, you know, at the time, that's a C, whatever. Yeah. And so I was playing by ear, you know fairly quickly once I learned how to play most of the chords. Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was a, that was like a thing, you know, that people were like, well, you can just hear it. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, I thought everybody did. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I know a lot of people here can and Nashville can. But, yeah. Well, yeah. so you discovered like that kind of a gift, right? I mean, you were saying earlier that like you didn't really necessarily grow up with a lot of music per se. I mean, you, you know, had your dad, had you sing in church a little bit and saw your dad play guitar once or twice, I guess. But like, so you kind of uncovered a gift. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and 
I don't know. I guess I guess I got that from my dad. I mean, there, there's there's some people in my family. Like I have some cousins that play, and you know stuff like that. But but no one no one that really um, you know direct lineage like you know father grandfather. Right. At least in the last couple of generations, except for my dad, a little bit. You know, like I said, he dabbled a little bit and supposedly played by ear. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I where I got it from. So, so you take so so you got the guitar right before you went to to college. You said, "Yep, right." And so and so when, what did what were you so so real quickly? So what were you going to college? What was your what was your track in college? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that first year I uh, I majored in biology. I thought I wanted to be a, an anesthesiologist, but All it turns right. out you actually have to be good at science. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> probably a little bit of math too, I guess, in that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Nobody <laughs> told me you had to actually be good at the in order. <laughs> so, so that didn't last very long. I, I switched that major second year in uh, to uh, to business management, and it worked out really well because then all those classes I made C's and D's in became electives. So it really oh, helped my GPA. There you go. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what you finished in was business management. Yeah, so I did. I did fine in college. You know, I I just didn't. I didn't care. Like I was. Yeah. yeah. Especially by the time I got to like my junior year, you know, I was so into music. I just was like, I'm just trying to get like get done. Yeah. Trying to survive, you know, more or less. Yeah, I was gonna Uh, ask about that. Like, so so, what were you doing with music while you were in college? Because you know, you're doing your studies. I guess you know. I mean, you're doing your studies, but you're what? What? Yeah, right. You're doing what you have to do for your studies. How about that? Yeah, Um, sure. But, but yeah, what was that like? Like, what was that time like? Because if you just picked up a guitar right after high school and you're going into college, you know, that must have been a big growth period for you as a musician. Oh, yeah, it was huge. Uh, you know, especially that first year, a lot of downtime. You know, I didn't know a single person where I was going to school. I uh, just literally went, didn't know, didn't know anybody within, within 100 miles. You know, I had an uncle that was at, uh, I was at Virginia Tech. I had an uncle at William & Mary College. He was an uh he was some some part part of the uh, the um, dorm dorm some title over there, you know, like not an RA but something like that, you know. And so that was the cl- closest person I knew. So I had a lot of downtime, and that was definitely a big growth period for me uh, playing music. And just to kind of show you where my priorities were, I I remember my first uh, my first big test in chemistry, my freshman year, and uh, the night before it, um, I remember. Uh, it was the first song I really wrote. Um, and I was just so excited about it. And I called my mom to, to tell her about it. You know, I was just pumped. And she goes, well, what, don't you have a test tomorrow? And I was like, mom, you're not, this, like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Tests, like, well, the guy had a million tests. Who cares? I just wrote a song. She's like, yeah, but you should probably be studying. I'm like, it, it's going to be fine. I wrote a cheat sheet. I wrote a cheat sheet. So, yeah, we get a half, we get a half page cheat sheet. I don't even need to study. I think I made a 58 on that one. So. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a hot start. But was the song? But but how did the song come out? Oh, the song was awful. But I mean, <laughs> at the time, it was amazing. There you so, go. You know. So was this uh, in? So so you were at Virginia Tech? No, I was, I was at Virginia Tech when I did that. Yep. So and so and and so did you? And you did? Did you do all four years at Virginia Tech? No, I did a year there, and then uh, the last three years at University of Tennessee Chattanooga. That's where. Okay, sorry, because I remember you yeah. said yeah. So yeah. like. So out of those, because those are two different, I mean, they're not far, far from each other, but they are two different areas. I mean, they're, you know, decently far. I mean, they're a couple hours from each other. 
Um, 100%. Right? Yeah. So, like, what was there a difference in the music, maybe growth that you felt being in one area versus the other? Yeah, you know, I uh, actually, it's a good, great question you asked. It very, I don't know if anybody's ever asked that, but it, it actually has a very uh, kind of an interesting answer because, you know, I grew up on country music. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the South and I think I kind of rebelled against that, you know, later, uh, like, you know, late middle school, high school time and, and really just branched out, listen to everything, you mm-hmm. know, listen to all kinds of stuff except country for a while. And uh, going to college, um, when I got there, I thought, you know, man, this is the South, just like where I'm from, whatever. And, and parts of it are for sure. But a lot of the kids that went to that school were from Pennsylvania and Northern Virginia. Like that was the majority of the students, it seemed like, that I was running around with. And so they, they messed with me. They made fun of me and, you know, my accent and stuff, just mm-hmm. play, you know, goofing off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I went to a school. Like, yeah. I went to a small school that had a bunch of people from Jersey and stuff. So, like, they used to. Yeah. I'm like, we're in my area, and somehow I'm getting made fun of. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I got my, my nickname ended up, ended up being Tennessee. I had buddies that called me Tennessee. Oh, I like that. That's cool. So it just kind of like, and you know, and, and it kind of kind of made me go damn right, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and I just just kind of really got back to my roots and and really uh, bought the Brad Paisley Mud on the Tire CD. Yeah, um, and it was just it was just off to the races from there. I just I just fell back in love with country music and reminded why I loved it so much as a kid, you know, and um, and so that really really was huge in in my trajectory as a writer, you know, and and, and as a as an artist. So, uh, it was, it was kind of, it, it wasn't, wasn't like I was trying to go do something. It, it was coming back home is what yeah. it was. It was coming back to who I really was. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was a big, big moment for sure. And that was kind of, was that kind of when you, when you, when you went to Chattanooga, like you, you, you know, tapped back in more to those, to those Tennessee kind of yeah, you know, vibes. I think a couple of reasons I went back one, um, I was raised to be financially mindful, you know, um, and Virginia Tech, I was getting a lot of scholarships, but I was still paying like eight grand a year. And um, I know compared to a lot of student debt, that was that's not a lot. But for me, it was a lot of money that I, I didn't want to owe at the end of my four years. You know, right. I didn't want to owe thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. And so I, I decided to come home so I could save some money, yeah. and uh, also because um, I just I found that appreciation again for where I was from. You know, and uh, realized how much I loved it. And so I, I think it, it was good for me to get out. And, and realize, you know, just how much I love, you know, home. So that's awesome. So, yeah. so you're in, so in Chatt- so you're in Chattanooga. So you moved to Chattanooga or transfer there. You're, you know, what, one or two years maybe ish into playing guitar and mm-hmm. you've written your first song already. Congratulations. And it's like, but you get to Chattanooga, you're listening to more Brad Paisley. You're probably digging into some more, you know, classic country, right? Um, yeah. in that, in that realm of things, you know, what, what leads you is there is, is that where you had a moment of a spark of like maybe there's something here or did it come out later it came out a little later i i had you know people was were telling me oh man you, you should you should really think about doing whatever but most of them were like friends or family and i just i don't know i was like yeah i'm sure y'all are just being really nice and you have no idea you're you're biased you know and so uh i ended up i think it was maybe my my so- maybe junior year, sophomore, junior year, my uncle Richard uh, was over at the house and my uncle Richard, he's, he's led an interesting life. I mean, he's, you know, he's just, he's run like, you know, poker rings out of his house and uh, makes moonshine. Oh, you know, he's just, one of them Appalachian boys. Richard, you know what I mean? He's just, he's <laughs> the man. He's the man. He's one of my favorite people in the world. 
and he's just uh, he's just done all kinds of interesting stuff, and he's yeah. met a lot of people. So he knew a guy named Mark Gray who uh, who was a, an artist, a signed artist here in Nashville. Wrote um, "The Closer You Get" for Alabama, "Take Me Down." Oh wow! For Janie, Janie Fricky, Johnny Cash. I mean, he had a bunch of cuts and and was an artist himself. Amazing singer, amazing piano player. He had had a stroke, um, and he moved to Chattanooga to kind of recover. And so um, I ended up uh, – my Uncle Richard had, had met him and, and didn't know him well, but knew him enough to at least say, hey, will you please hear my, my nephew? And um, so I went over there and played, and, and he he saw something, I guess. Wow. He kind of took me under his wing. So that was that was a huge, huge – another huge moment, you know. Wow, that's amazing. All right, so we're going to – we're going to – Take a quick break on that, and we're going to come back and talk more about where the journey continued from there, how you ended up meeting Mr. Garth Brooks, and yep. and and then ended up opening up on his stadium tours all yep. around the U.S. We're going to talk about more about that after the break. Know the scene with Mitro Cell. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Know the Scene. We are here today with country music star Mitch Rossell, continuing our conversation, learning about him and and his journey to where he got to today. Uh, if you've been listening so far, by the way, uh, uh, do make sure you subscribe to our podcast uh, so you can listen to episodes in the past and keep up to speed. Um, also, if you'd like to watch, uh, watch on YouTube or Facebook Live when we do have shows. Uh, and some of them will get posted up after the fact. You can watch it after the fact, too. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Mitch is coming to Kane Center for the Arts this weekend, uh, coming to play Saturday night uh, here on Veterans Day weekend. We're excited to have him here. So if you don't have tickets yet for that, make sure to get them on kanearts.org. So you can get tickets to see him. Uh, and we are, we left off. We were talking about Mitch with his journey here. Um, he was up in, up in, up in, uh, gosh, up at Virginia tech for a year of school and then went down and now he's been in, it was in Chattanooga where we left off, uh, where he had been playing his guitar and going to school and his uncle had an, a contact that his wild man, uncle, uh, <laughs> had a, had a contact in the industry that uh, Mitch kind of didn't, didn't well, it wasn't like an audition per se, but it was more like, hey, would you be willing to meet with my nephew, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, uh, hey, I think, I think he's got something special, and I think you would, uh, I think you'd enjoy it if he could play you a song or something like that. So, like, so how do you, so you had, and you had at this point written more than the one song, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd written, I'd written quite a few at that point. There yeah, you go. So, yeah. So did you, and you and what you just you just met with them played them a few songs, and then yeah, he says, him, "Hey, I think this kid's got something." Yeah, I met with him, played him a few songs, and he uh, he was like, "Hey, you know, I, I I think you've definitely got got a talent here." And um, he started kind of critiquing some things and saying, "Hey, you know, just taught me taught me little stuff, not not necessarily helping me write them. Um, it was more just pointing out where maybe something didn't make as much sense, or maybe a chord change." didn't sound quite right or or maybe you know things like having air in a song you know stuff that stuff that you just don't you don't really think about or know um at least i didn't so yeah. it was uh it was pretty cool to have him you know have him teach me some of those things i love that so the, and that's something that i think maybe folks that aren't <clears throat> that aren't that one of the things i like to talk about on this show is really get into some of the depth of of what it is that artists do 
right? I think I think that that from the outside perspective, it can it can be oh, were they just you know they just were magically an amazing guitar player and singer, and they write these amazing songs, and they just had this gift, and now they do it. And it's like not yeah. it's, ne- it's never that simple, right? Like you had to put a lot of time in, man, because you're you're a great songwriter. I mean, you're a great performer. Don't get me wrong, but like you you're like for me, like your songwriting man is like amazing. Oh, so like you. so like really you, like you've taken time to really develop that craft. Uh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else, but in my experience, um, you know, look at Tiger Woods. I'm sorry, but. Yeah, he's super talented, but his talent is not what got him where he where he went. Right. Um, it took a lot of lot of hours, a lot of hard work, and and to me, music's no different. Um, for me, especially, I I don't I don't know that I was ever all that talented. I, I had, I think I had some talent. I think you have to have some talent in what you're doing to to be able to be, you know, great at it. But I just worked, I just worked my ass off. I mean, I I wrote hundreds of songs before I even really thought I'm decent, you know, like I'm starting to figure this out. Um, so that was my journey at this point. I don't know how many songs I've written sure. way too many to count, but, um, I, I feel like for me, it was like, man, I wrote, I wrote two, three notebooks full and threw them away, started over kind of thing, you know, just, just, just take time. Um, and you, you learn from other people. I got to was blessed to write with some killer writers, um, become really good buddies with, with one of the best writers in this town, in my opinion, um, a guy named Dave Turnbull, and Dave really helped me um, help me to see that just because a line works, and just because you you think of it, and it's the first thing that pops in your head, and you're thinking, oh, this must be it, because it's like no, like dig, you know, because and every time he'd be right, I'd I'd have a line on some song we're doing, but I'd be like adamant that this was the line. A couple hours in, we'd we'd come up with something, and I'd go, "Ah, oh, man, that is that is better, yeah." And it's just like that's that little stuff, you know. That I think I, I think we've lost a little bit of the art of that um, because of the culture we live in now with country music. You know, it's it's a storytelling platform, in my opinion, and we've lost a little bit of the the soul of that because I think a lot of the younger people coming up haven't necessarily been taught to dig like the the great writers of the past have. Um, a lot of the stuff I feel like is just let's write three songs a day and write them in an hour and a half and see if throw it at the wall and see if it sticks, you know. Huh. So I don't know. I was I was just kind of I was kind of a little different school of thought that I I was blessed to be around. I love that I love that you went there because because I think that that was that was something I wanted to to get into a little bit today it was like one of the things that I enjoy um, about your music and your writing and your approach to country music is. Um, is that it, it, to me, it does, it does point more toward the roots of more of what I personally, and I'm not an expert by any means, but the roots of what I've thought of, of like country music, right? Like the, the, you know, the Johnny Cash up to, you know, where, you know, the Merle, the Johnny's, but then up to, of course, people like you know, uh, Garth and people like Clint Black. And I mean, like when people were like, when I'm telling people that Metro Cell's coming to play and if they hadn't quite heard of you, they're like, oh, what's he like? And I'm like, I'm like, he is country, but like more like Clint Black style country, yeah. Brad Paisley style yeah. country. And they go, yeah. oh, yeah. and I'm like, yes. You know, because yeah. I think there's been, um, yeah, I mean, I guess as always, there's going to be shifts in styles. Sure. Right. Sure. 
Um, but I don't know. What are your? I mean, with you know, as much as you as much as you you can say, I guess, right? Like, what what are what are what are, what are, what are your thoughts on kind of like the different the different God, I want to say almost like tentacles of country music because like I don't want to say any of it's right or any of it's wrong. It's just sure. different, right? Sure, sure, hundred percent. I think where the problem lies is that when you know the business side of this, some of the people, the gatekeepers, people running this, if something starts working for one artist, it's like they just start signing all the same kind of artists, and it all sounds mm. the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one that's one issue. I feel like it's not welcoming to the variety. It's getting better, I think, because of all the ways you can listen to country music now. They're realizing there is still an audience for country music, like more traditional, you know, country music. Um, so, and I think it's shifting a lot too. I'm seeing a lot of more traditional artists have more success, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, I don't, I don't knock anybody for having success. If you're working for a goal or a dream and you're doing well, like I applaud you. Like it's, that's amazing. You know, uh, it's just my personal taste. I mean, I, I do think that if we're going to call something country, you know, I can, I can change my style. I can change my hat. I can change, I can grow a beard like I have, you know? I can wear different boots. I can not wear boots at all. But if you take my heart out and I stop breathing, it doesn't matter. I'm no longer me, right? Right. If you take my, my, my mind out, whatever it is, the thing that makes me me, I'm no longer me. So my point being, music can change. You know, it can, it can move, it can adapt. But to me, country music is lyric and it's storytelling. And if you take that out, to me, it's not country music anymore. It's just, it's probably pop with maybe a fiddle on it or steel on it or a guy with a, a Southern act, Southern draw or whatever. But to me, it, I just miss the substance that we used to have. Um, yeah. I think there's still artists doing it and I think it has, it has gotten better uh, lately, but I think there for a while, man, it was, I don't know. I couldn't hardly turn on the radio cause it just was so, just kind of mindless. Yeah, I like that. That's my, like, I always say, like, again, like, for a while, it's like, there's this, and, you know, I, it, I think it's like you said, it got a little stereotypical. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, my truck and my boots and my small town. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, and like, flag, flag, yep. flag, whatever it was, you know, check, it's like check boxes. Did we, yep. did we talk about this, 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 this? I guess that's a country song. And it was like, exactly. wait a minute, like, that's not... You know, like, it's kind of like you were talking about, man, like country to me, like country used to be from the roots of, you know, people who didn't have anything. Yeah. yeah you know, sure. like, like people that didn't have anything people that did work their butts off people that. Yeah. Work, man. yeah and it was like kind of yeah. songs about the struggle, maybe. Yeah. You know? for sure. Or about sure. what, what helped them to get through those things. Um, yeah. More we weren't so. afraid to like now for a ballad on country radio to go to do well is like. It has to be. It has to be like groundbreaking. And used to ballads were commonplace, and it's like I think it's reflective too. <clears throat> we we weren't. We used to not be afraid to talk about heavy things and feel our feel. Right. And yeah. Feel and hurt and and cry during a song, but sure. I think culturally we're as we're more depressed than we've ever been. Interesting. And I think that has a lot to do with it too. People don't want to hear a lot of times. You know, the the general public that. The, the kind of people who listen more casually to radio, like as background, you know, music to the to their day or whatever, I think that they want to hear just happy stuff because they have enough on their minds, you know, where they they're not super, you know, happy or they may be a little depressed or sure. whatever. 
I think that might have something to do with it too. But um, yeah, I, can't, I don't know. I can't help it. I love those. I love those. Just just punch you right in the right in the gut. Yeah. Kind of songs. I could listen to those all day. And and you know, I have my moments too where I'm a little depressed and a little whatever, sure. like we all do. But but I still just I don't know. I just have always loved. If I don't feel something from it, if it's not making me think or making me feel something, I just don't. It's never really been for me. Wow, that's great, man. I, when I, and I, dude, I think that's awesome that you're, you know, I appreciate your vulnerability and like even, you know, you know, talk about that, right? And 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 put that out there. And I think that there's, I think that you do a great job of reflecting that vulnerability in your music, you Thanks. know, and in your songwriting as well. Which I think, to what your point is, what we were talking about is, I think maybe that's part of it. Is some of maybe maybe some of the country music that comes out now that you hear that's the top whatever it's lost that vulnerability yeah that maybe used to be in in country music right i mean i think i like johnny cash like don't take your um don't take your guns to town (laughs) yeah oh like oh you know like yeah right all right sorry we got to go another break we're going to come right back on metro cell know the scene come right back don't leave Know the scene, know the scene. We're back, we're back. Really having a great conversation today with Mitch Rossell, guys. If you guys are country music fans, you got to come see Mitch this weekend. I mean it. Like, like, and, and if you've listened to the, to the show today, I think we just, we just got to have some great conversation about country music and just our thoughts on it and what, Mitch, what Mitch's role is in it. Um, I, I sometimes, I sometimes behind the scenes call him a, a, one of the saviors of country music right now, uh, oh, right now, uh, which I appreciate. Um, but cause, cause I'm kind of, sorry, I'm gonna get dorky for a minute and like the music, music dork for a minute. So I feel oh. like country music as like the outlaw side that's kind of on a comeback, which is like, um, you know, you got some of those outlaw guys coming in, uh, sure. from, from their side, you know, the, the Tyler Childers, you know, um, um, yeah, more folky kinda, yeah, kinda yeah like, like that kind of, they yeah. remind me of like the old school outlaws, uh-huh. like, like Johnny Cash and those guys with that energy coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think, like I said, then you're coming back on the other side with this, you know, the traditional songwriters, the Clint Black, you know, Brad Paisley feel like, and it's, it's a nice rap in my mind, you yeah, know, yeah. of bringing both yeah. of those kind of back. Yeah. I, I enjoy that as a fan. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I've definitely never, never claimed or tried to be uh, outlaw country, but I enjoy it for sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you're, I th- you're, you're the guy on the stool, you know, playing his like awesome, awesome songwriting, you know, heartfelt stuff too, uh, uh, and more, and more. Uh, so, so, so for folks listening, we've only got one more segment left, so I'm gonna have to cover a lot. Sorry, we just had such a great great time talking in the last segment but um so the first time i saw mitch was in panther stadium in a like (laughs) and and it's like this full huge stadium for garth brooks like the whole lower bowl on the floor is like four people excited for garth brooks two shows two nights were like packed and and out walks as an opener this guy by himself with a guitar and plays these like heartfelt songs, just him and a guitar. And that guy was Mitch Rossell. And I literally was watching that not that night and I made a note and I was like, when we open, so the Kane Center for the Arts, we just opened in January. But at oh, the nice. time when you came through with Gar's tour, we were under construction. And I literally made a note and I was like, I've got to get him to play our place. If he's not like, like if, if he would play it, because I worried, I didn't know, 
you know, if we'd be too small um, for you to play. Um, and I got to tell you guys, like Mitch held that audience, like, you know, I mean, held the attention of the audience in a stadium, in a stadium, one guy and a guitar, you know, what, what was that like for you, man, being on that tour with them and, and, and experiencing that? Yeah, it was, it was surreal. Um, his crowds are the best too. And, and I'm not just saying this, it's, it sounds convenient, but I tell every, everybody that I talk to Charlotte, Holy crap. Um, one of the most, one of in my top three favorite crowds I've ever played for. Yeah. Ever. Oh, that's cool. I've ever played, no matter what gig it is. So you guys did mean that. Cause like you said it and Gar said it that night and I'm like, and it was wild, dude. I mean, it was loud. Yeah. The dude, crowd was, was like louder than like a football game than any kind of sports crowd I've ever heard. Yeah. It, it was the perfect balance. Salt Lake city was similar uh, to me. Um, the perfect balance of, like loud, but, but listening, yes, you know, agreed. Uh, which is a lot of times you get, you get listening crowds, you know, that, that don't really applaud much like they applaud, but it's not like they're not rowdy. You know? Right, right, right. But they're listening. So you're like, I know they're enjoying it. They're just a listening crowd or you'll get the, the rowdy crowd. And that's, you know, they're not really listening as, as what, as much as, as the other crowds that you play for sometimes, but, but at least they're, they're letting, you know, raising hell and clapping loud at the end and all that so that's fun but charlotte was it was like they were here with me like we were all right here and then at the end of the song man it was like yeah such good crowds yeah so yeah i had a, i had an absolute blast that's then, awesome yeah, charlotte's been so good to me man we've played we played one gig uh did you play whiskey? I, I think you played Whiskey River. That that kind of there's like a country bar venue in Uptown or. No, it was some. It was um. Shoot, man, I feel bad. I'm I've gotten so bad with any names. Um, yeah, anyways, we played. I don't know six months ago. I think it was early summer, and uh, man, they showed up. You know, and, and that's and awesome. I know where I'm at as an artist. Like I'm not on radio. I'm not. You know, I'm still trying to build it. So, you know, for a market I've never actually played in except for the Gar shows. Um, you know, that's, it's been pretty amazing. And the tickets for Kane center have been, man, it's been awesome. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah we are, we are selling well, by the way, folks. So make sure you get those tickets. We do still have some available just, just, but just, you know, make sure you get them ahead of time. Um, cause, cause our venue, um, Mitch, you know, the Kane center, I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's a, it's a theater, right. And it's more, I mean, people will listen. I mean, it yeah. is, it is kind of a listening room kind of vibe is what we kind of go for um yeah. in the space that's, that's the venues that's the venues we've been focusing on because for what i do now look we have we have rock and fun songs you're gonna laugh yeah, yeah. Gonna, you know you're gonna have all that but but it, there again it's country music i mean it's stories and we want you to we want you to hear it and have an experience personally we want you to be be moved by the whole thing up up ups and downs and middles and everywhere love and and loss and everything right. you know we want you to we want you to have a you know spiritual musical experience with us and I think those venues are, are suited more for, for what we, we do. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited about it, actually. Yeah, man. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, how, uh, so, so real, if you don't mind me asking, um, how, so how did, you, how did you meet? I mean, how did you get in with, with Garth? Like, how, did you, how do you even get to, I mean, how does that even happen? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't even believe me if I told you, but um, I got a hold of an email address that he had distributed to the publishers in Nashville back when he first came back from retirement. And it was just a pitch email to pitch songs to. And I got a hold of it. And I was unsigned. I had nothing going. Nothing. 
barely was even doing any co-writing. I was just writing by myself and uh, was playing for tips downtown, just trying to survive. And I sent this email, sent four songs, and basically just told him like how much it meant to me just to be able to send them because he's, he's my favorite artist of all time. Yeah. He, he's the reason I'm in Nashville. I mean, his, his songs are, are the biggest influence on me. And so uh, a week later, exactly, he, uh, he emailed me back. And he basically said, um, you know, this town never changes, Mitch. It always makes the most talented guys earn it. You're one of those guys. You're in the top 1% of this town. Send me every single thing you got. I don't care if it's a guitar vocal or a full-blown demo. Just I want to hear it all. Wow. Yep. Wow. So you literally just took a chance. Yeah. Just, just took just, a chance. Uh, email Garth Brooks, and he emails you back. He emailed me back, yeah. Yeah, That's so neat. Shows you he actually listens to the songs. I don't know how he does it because he's probably getting thousands, you know, right. from publishers. But he does it, and uh, man, it was it was surreal. And that started the conversation through email, and then we we just really hit it off. And then he was like, "Hey, come down to the studio. I'd love, I'd love to just shake hands and just talk." And went down there, and we just realized we were cut from the same cloth, and got closer and closer as buddies. And I've grown to really trust him and look to him for a lot of life stuff. I mean, kind of mentor. Yeah, hundred percent, man. That's I mean, awesome. Lose, you know, losing my dad, it, it, you know, yeah, I never really had somebody. My grandfather filled that role as best he could, but you know, it's a big generation gap. So, um, Garth was much more kind of around the age my dad would have been, and so it, it's been been really uh, a blessing to have him have him around if I just needed to talk about something. something That's awesome, was, man. So, That's awesome, and you and and then and you end up, you know, you end up writing, or he he ends up, you know, performing. What four four songs that you've written, right? Yeah, the first one was one that I wrote actually by myself because all those years I was just writing by myself. You know, I didn't have a deal or anything. So he uh, he cut asked me how I know, and that yeah. went number one, which was incredible. Right, congrats, yeah. dude. That's so awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, and, for uh, a dude that just like you know that like you, I mean, for a kid, you know, grows up grows up with not a lot, you know, loses his dad early, and then next thing you know, you write a friggin' number one song. Like that, Garth. That's, man, yeah. that's amazing, dude. It's pretty surreal, man. It's uh, God is good. That's all I can say. Um, so yeah, then we we co-wrote, we co-wrote all day long, which was a single. Uh, Dive bar, which was a single, and then that's what Cowboys do, which was a single. So, wow. Well, yeah, and then but, you and then you wow. and then you. So you have this amazing and congrats, man, for getting like well for many things for for that you know for for getting to meet at such a you know one of your heroes and then you know he becomes a mentor. Like and mentors are so important, man. Amen. Like man, mentors are so important and whatever it is you do, you know? Um, so to have a, a great mentor is, is, is fantastic. And then, you know, and then you, you continue on. So you, you do the Garth tour that helps, right? Um, that oh, helps. Yeah. And then, and then you just did, you just had a little stint on America's got talent. Yep. Correct. And that was great. Yep. Um, and yep. now you're out on back out on the road. That's right. Yeah. So um, been, a, been a good ride. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you kind of just, um, you know, I mean, so, so what's, so what's happening now? What are your, what are your, what are some of your goals as you're, as you're thinking forward? Are you, you know, just kind of going to enjoy some, some, some shows and just keep writing, you know, as you can, or you got, you thinking a new record or what do you, uh, I guess people don't really do albums as much anymore. Right. Um, where, yeah. where are you, where are you headed? We're going to do some EPs. I think we're going nice. to do like six to eight song EPs. I've got, I've got a list of songs. I, I mean, it's as long as my arm that I've just been holding for years and uh, other songs that are newer that I've just been kind of hanging on to just, just kind of figuring out like what is going to happen in my career. And I'm just kind of at a point now where it's like, man, I'm just going to release music. I've got yeah. so much, so much music. 
uh, it's, I haven't even scratched the surface. How do you, so would you say like that, that more of your goal is to go in the performer direction or Mm -hmm. more in the more songwriter direction or kind of a blend of both? Like what is your... Yeah, I mean, I'd say more performer, but it definitely yeah. blended both to some degree. I've never really sought to get outside cuts. The Garth thing just happened. Sure. Um, I, I sought it up really early on, but then I've always just kind of written for myself. Um, but also keeping in mind that, hey, look, I'd love to have cuts on other artists if they want to cut a certain song, you know, sure. that I, I'm not going to do or whatever. But, but yeah, definitely the performer thing, um, and just trying to, just trying to do what God put me here to do, you know? and be a dad. That's right. That's the biggest thing. Be a dad of those three boys. Yeah. All right. First, for sure. All right. All right. Well, we're hey, thank you, Mitch, so much. Everybody, Mitch Rosell, this Saturday night, canearts.org. Get those tickets. Seriously, you're not going to want to miss this performance. Mitch, thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. Dude, thank you, Jess. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, you too. Appreciate getting a chance to talk to you. And uh, everybody, come see him this weekend. Have a great week. Know the scene.